So finally, after a lot of time, many months, RFAs have signed their contracts for their current teams. One notable one last night that happened, Mitch Marner has finally signed for the Toronto Maple Leafs $10.893 million. First off, this is the end-to-end -end Puck Talk podcast, but now as we go forward, I think we're just going to call end-to-end if that's fine with you guys. Uh, episode number 30, 70 more until 100 episodes, which is pretty cool, long time away. But boys, what's going on? And uh, some contracts here. Let's name them off. Mitchell right. fucking Marner. Six-year contract. It's about time this retired signs, man. $10.893 million. He was being, Mitch was being a bitch for the <laughs> longest time. This guy thinks he's Connor McDavid out here. He's asking for 11, 12 million. He wanted more than Matthews at one point. This guy's playing for his hometown team. He should have, he should be taking cut. Uh, 10.8 million for Mitchell Marner. I, it's not much of a hometown cut to me. I don't know what you guys think. I'm okay with the contract. Like, it's not – it's a lot of freaking money. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, like, I think he is probably one of the better wingers in the NHL for sure. Um, but I'm just not happy that he was being such a – he was being a bitch for this whole offseason. Yeah. Um, for – like, it was reported that he rejected 11 by 7, which I think came out Monday morning. And – yeah, he wanted. I think he just yeah. wanted to become a free agent faster. The, like he didn't yeah, want. Media just flipped out when they said, "Like, how the hell do you reject eleven million a year? It's in yeah. USD. We live in Canada. What the hell's wrong with you?" So like, he still ended up basically getting almost eleven, but for a year less than what was offered. I mean, you had to pay him eventually. Like that offer sheet bullshit was never gonna happen with him. He always said he wanted to stay here. So, I'm not surprised that he resigned, that the money's so high, but they just have to, like, do something Toronto now. They have all that core locked up. Like Kyle Dubas said, we can and we will. He signed all of them, probably not to the contracts that he wanted to, but they're all signed. They got Tavares, obviously, there. They got the depth. Now they just got to fucking do something this season. Yeah, we got to get past the first round. That'd be nice. Uh, a lot of other teams have locked up their star players i'm gonna use chicago for example kane and taze uh locked up long-term deals after they won a couple of stanley cups so this is different for the maple leafs here and mitch marner uh relieved a lot of leafs fans including myself and i know this was flager's favorite player mitch marner is but the re like the holdout was just very unnecessary for what i expected he was going to get uh 10.8 i expected 10.5 from the end of april when they were limited for the boston bruins for the second straight year I was expecting around this number, and I think this is an okay number for Mitch Marner, but to be paid more than Kucherov, who is taking a discount, is it's okay. It's not really helping the Leafs in cap situation. Yeah, it's not ideal at all. If he's trying to win a Stanley Cup, that's not helping the team at all. Right. He is my favorite player, right, Thomas? But I, I don't love this contract. Like, it's not the worst contract we've ever seen, but what I would have done if I were offering him um deal i would probably offer him 10.5 maybe even 10 and then add in a shit ton of bonuses and tell him if he hits 100 plus points uh you give him like whatever like 500k whatever uh if the if he could help the leaps get past the first round uh give him another okay. k or whatever and then there's incentive there for him to play well too right that's probably what i would have done um, I don't know exactly how all that shit works, really. I'm not freaking general manager in the NHL, but that's probably what I would have done if I were offering him. Yeah, so with that uh, contract that was given to him, even some other RFAs kind of fell. Mostly D RFA actually. We signed just before minor earlier this week. We got Ruenski, three years at 5 million AAV, yep. which is very good for both sides because it's yep. kind of like a prove it for Ruenski. It'll probably, I think, almost walks him to free agency, which is not very good for the Blue Jackets. But at five million, like you can't go wrong. Then you got Provorov, six years at just under seven, which is understandable. He's their best defenseman right now. Yeah. And then you got Morrissey, who yeah. the Jets locked up basically for life, eight years at like just over six million AV with all the losses that they had to the blue line. The Jets had to resign Morrissey immediately just so they have some stability. Uh, him and Bufflin are going to be 
carrying the load on that back end this whole season. So it's a solid deal for both sides, I think. The Jets still have to sign Line and Kyle yeah. Connor too. Yes, sir. That's a big issue for them. I don't think – I think we could see one of them leave. <laughs> Kevin Shovel day off, day off. You know, he has day off in his name. Shouldn't be taking any more days off now. He needs to get Line and Connor signed because if they're not in the lineup, good old uh, – uh, the trade they're in camp when they started – I don't they're know. Not a but... team no, Sorry, not I, mean, at all, I don't no. mean to. I don't mean to interrupt, but like they're not a playoff team without those two players. No, they're they're two goal scorers. I would say when they're on their game elite, if you guys would agree. Mm-hmm. And to have them not in your lineup to start the year, we all saw what William Nylander did last year. You start the season off late, you're not going to be the same player throughout the whole year. Patrick Line already struggled last year, and imagine what. A uh, Patrick Line player missing games is going to look like this year. Yeah, he's already not fast to begin with. If he comes out of camp late or like the season late out of shape, it's basically just another write off. Basically, it's going to be a William Nylander probably yeah. if that happens. Imagine mm-hmm. the kind of money he's going to be asking for though. Well, he had a down year, so I don't know if he's going to demand like wow ten million or whatever. He's so not going to be asking for one million a year. That's what I could tell you. No, he's, he's not Kevin the bank. That's <laughs> he's sure. probably going to be asking. I wouldn't be surprised if he's asking for ten mil plus. I wouldn't be surprised, but like, if I were the Jets, I'd be like, "Yeah, you were absolute shit last year. Get faster, yeah. start trying, and score more than eighteen goals in one month, and then finish with thirty. Like that's well, that, kind of shit. Yeah, that's it. I think the problem Winnipeg is the money. I don't think terms a problem because I think. Both of them want to get long-term. Line A has been reported to get short-term three years or four years. But I think there's just the money. Like I, I, The Winnipeg just don't want to pay him $10 million. Like That's absurd for a guy who had a down year. But at the end of the day, he was second-roll pick behind Matthews. Austin Stash, he's like to call him now. It's pretty nice stash, Mexican. Greasy Stash because he's half Mexican. Yeah, he's pretty narcos looking now. And mm-hmm. going back to line A, like this guy's a good player. He's elite when he's on his game, but you really got to be consistent in this league. And if he's not, I don't think he should get paid $10 million a year. No, I'm really surprised that there's still that Patrick Line and Kyle Connor are still um, unsigned because it's not like the Jets like don't have any money to work with. They have like yeah, $15.5 million to work with. To get both of them locked up, I think that's plenty of wiggle room there to get them signed. Uh, and then I think, yeah, go ahead. No, that's okay. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, I think they're gonna try to get Connor long term and line a short term if they can. I think they have to because yeah, yeah, I agree. That's, yeah, because I think Liney was asked by I think he's in Finland. I don't remember. It was a few weeks ago. He's asked. He's like, yeah, like I have no clue where I'm playing next year, which is. A pretty big red flag if you're the Jets saying, like, exactly. what do you mean? Aren't you interested in, like, resigning here? Like, what the hell do you mean by that? So there's been lots of speculation that one of those two will get offer sheeted before the regular season. So we'll see how the how that situation plays itself out. But I, they're two good players, obviously. Like, both 30-plus goal scorers. Line yeah. could score 40 in his sleep if he tries a little bit. But The Jets are actually in. I'm just looking at. I'm on cap friendly right now looking at who's going to be uh, RFA and UFA next year. They're actually in a good position kind of because they're going to be dropping like Dmitry Kulikov. He's not coming back. No. Yeah. He, his, his, that his cap hits horrible. He's making like 4.3 million um, this season. And then he's a UFA. He, he'll be gone probably. So that's mm-hmm. up some cap space for them. Uh, Nathan Bellio, he's only making one mil, but he'll be a UFA. Uh, and then you have like um, Jack, uh, like they're younger guys, obviously. Jack, uh, Ros- I'm, I'm terrible with names, but Roslavic. Roslavic, yeah. Roslavic, whatever, however the hell you pronounce it. Uh, he, he'll be in RFA next year. Uh, he could come back, who knows. Uh, Mason Appleton is also in RFA. And then you got Gabriel Bork, who will be a UFA. So they could. If they release some of those players, they'll have uh, some wiggle room to work with and free up some cap if they need it. Um, so that's enough of RFA signings for now. Wow, there was actually also... wait, wait. There is also one signing. Yeah, Flag, you'd want to mention it? I don't know the details of the contract, but Jared Spurgeon signed yeah. a big freaking deal today, right before we started recording. Thomas, I know you have details on it. He's he's not an RFA, but. 
Sorry. 29 year old Jared Spurgeon is locked up with the Wild seven years, $7.5 million per season. Absolute joke for (laughs) the new GM there. Who's the new? Bill Kieran. Bill Bill Kieran signed his first long term deal, and it's Jared Spurgeon at 7.5. And it's a shit one. (laughs) It is going to cause major complaints because what's Charlie McAvoy going to get now? What is his defensive partner, uh, Brandon Carlo, going to get? I don't know. What's Shabbat going to get next year? What's Riley going to get in a few years? This deal is absolute. It's 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 bonkers because like it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause problems now because a lot more uh, – the players I just mentioned are a lot better than Jared Spurgeon. Yes, Spurgeon had like 43 points last year, but at the end of the day, Jared Spurgeon is not better than Charlie McAvoy. Uh, like it's – No way. No, you don't compare them. And lockout's coming soon, whether – you like it or not, whether the media likes it or not, it's coming now because players are just demanding too much. And you saw with Marner last night and yada, yada, yada. We understand how this the business works, but man, a lot of a lot of players are getting overpaid and it's, um, it's kind of sad to see because it's putting Minnesota in a bad position because they're obviously not good enough to make the playoffs. They're not bad enough to tank, but that deal, man, it's, it's hefty. I would never pay... A defenseman over five million that's playing on a second pairing or worse. I don't think. That's just that's ridiculous. It's a stupid deal. Um, but you're right about the lockout. I think we could even be seeing a lockout as early as next year, next season. I w- I wouldn't be surprised honestly the way things are looking. The cap has to go up. It has to. In order. Well, for- that's another thing too. Like players are getting greedier and greedier in the NHL. If you look at like player salaries across all major sports, MLB is by far number one. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you got NFL yeah. players making a shit ton of money, too. NBA. NBA is NBA. ridiculous, man. Like, they make well, a lot NBA. of money there. And then you have yeah. NHL. Like, NHL players make nothing compared to um, basketball, football, Yet we're baseball. the most problematic business-wise. Yeah. Because there is yeah. a hard cap. Mm-hmm. And it sucks, but... Again, it was supposed to go up five million this year. It didn't. Went up two. Next year, it's supposedly supposed to go up to seven, which would be unbelievable. But again, the NHL does Gary Bettman, Donald Fair, Jerry Bettman over there just not rising the cap at all, and it's screwing a lot of teams. And again, Mitch Marner, I don't know, man. Ten point eight's high, but comparing it to other deals signed now and before. I just don't understand how this, how these players could ask for a lot of money coming out of their entry level contract. It's just, I don't know. I know, like they're they hold out so long. They like do you not realize you're getting another contract when you're in your prime. Like exactly. Right? Why do you have to hold out and make such a goddamn ruckus in the media and like being in, like oblivious to the situation? Like you're 21, 22 years old. You're gonna get paid, but why do you have to? Make it so complicated. You're going to be a UFA or you can resign with, say, like Martin. You can resign with the Leafs. Get, like, basically a similar deal. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you cry now about losing a couple million dollars when, when you're, like, 28, 29 and you're prime? You're going to get basically the same deal, which doesn't make sense to me. Like just looking, I'm looking at a list right now. Sorry, this is – it's not really off topic, but looking at a list of RFAs – Next year? Next offseason. Uh, and there's, there's not that many big names. No. Uh, Clay, this year Clayton was big. Keller's on there. Matt Murray. Clayton Nico Keller just signed. Yeah, we forgot to mention that as well. Clayton Keller just signed as well. Mm-hmm. Seven, oh, yeah. 7. Eight 1. years. Yeah. So, I actually didn't even know that. Oh, well. How long ago did that happen? Uh, probably a few days ago. So, maybe we need to get you off the pod. I don't know. Maybe. Fuck yeah. Kick me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I forgot to mention him, yeah. Anthony Mantha is also going to be an RFA. Mm-hmm. Kofsky, uh but With a guy like Mantha, I'm pretty sure he already signed coming out of his entry-level contract. Did he not? He might have. Did he? I don't this know, is, I don't know what video. website this is, but I'm just looking through a random list. Anyways, let's move on. We've talked a lot about uh, free agency. Yeah, because it doesn't happen during the fr- when it's supposed to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I no. know. Dude, even the Flames are in a little bit of a kerfuffle too. Actually, With they have Kachuk, to lock yeah. up. They have to lock up some guys. I know um, one of our good buddies oh from high God. school is pissed on Twitter every single day for the last two months. I think 
I have seen this guy. And yes. if he's listening to this, he knows who he is. He tweets every single day. It's September 14th, <laughs> and Matthew Kachuk is still not locked up. What the fuck are the Flames management doing? What the hell are they Brad doing? Brad Trevelyan, get the hell, what the hell are like, you doing? Like, yeah, basically. He needs to relax a little bit because Matthew Kachuk's no freaking Connor McDavid or Mitchell Marner out here. So No, but he is... He's, he's right a, in the oh, sense he's, that he's important. Uh, he is he's important to their player. team for sure. Yeah. He's a great hockey player, I think. But, like, relax. But you still got some time. Yeah, well, yeah it's going to get done. All right, so. <laughs> you guys see now, uh, you guys see good old Mr. Snowman? You're getting Guznetsov? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Snowman Guznetsov suspended three games by the yeah. NHL. That will show him. Three games, here you go. <laughs> you can fucking roll your ankle and miss three he's just, games. Dude, he's just probably going to end up going on vacation that week anyway, so yeah. I would be happy with a three-game suspension. Beautiful. He only has to give up probably like 10 grand, not even of his damn contract. That is pennies to him. Yeah. So that that's the NHL really taking a, a big stance on uh, drug well, abuse and substance it, No, but abuse. honestly, though, we don't see like drug abuse in the NHL at all, really. Like I'm Last sure. year was Schmidt. That was it. Yeah, well, Schmidt and then... was a PED kind of deal. That's why yeah. he got like 20 games. Yeah. So it was a bit more serious, I guess. It was the LA Kings cocaine? Yeah, but they the never Kings got caught. Right? Going That's down the, the slopes all year. Yeah, they they never got caught with that stuff, but they did do it. Yeah. yeah. When they won yeah. those cups, they were just riding the slopes for like years, oh, yeah. and then oh, now yeah. they're shit. Yeah, now Anyways, they, now back to my point. Like NHL, compared to like the NFL, like there's no drug abuse in the NHL. I mean, I'm not saying there's no drug abuse. I'm sure guys are probably doing shit. Whatever. It's not that reported. You see, yeah, you see yeah. NFL players getting busted for having like marijuana possession or cocaine possession, like every single day, basically. And yeah. half the time they're no names, but still, like, what are you doing? And yeah, like in different. the NFL too, like it's not their contracts are not even guaranteed money. So I don't know why the hell you would jeopardize like yeah. even more your career exactly. like that. But anyway, yeah, I think that's enough. <laughs> yeah, enough news. Uh, yeah, let's, to let's move on. Let's talk about fantasy hockey now. Okay, right. talk about some sleepers maybe. Uh, we can talk about some strategy. Plus. Actually, you know what? Let's start it off this way. Okay. If you have the first pick in your fantasy hockey draft this year, Joe. Who would you take first overall? The obvious answer is McDavid, but mm-hmm. like if I had the first overall pick, which I don't think I've ever had in any draft, it'd be McDavid or Ovechkin for sure. Yeah, see, Ovechkin I would go with Ovechkin. He's like 50 a year in his sleep, literally in his sleep every year. 50, 40, he hasn't scored less than 49 goals in like, I think I read this out, 49 goals in the last four years. He hasn't scored less than 49, which is ridiculous. And, uh, and he's always scores power play goals, which are massive yeah, fantasy massive points. For us, at least. Pa- yeah. Hits. Yeah. He could get uh, shots on goal, which are massive in our pool as well. I mean, he's always like ranked first or second. I think he's ranked first the past four years in fantasy. So if I had the first over pick, it's either McDavid or him. Like, I'd probably flip a coin for it, to be honest. McDavid is set to miss some games, but he's the best player in the world. So how could you not take him? I agree with the Ovechkin as well. Like, dude, this guy's a monster. He's he's been one in our league for last five years, and yeah. Flagers got the privilege of having him. Uh, I think t- two years in a row, right? Or something yeah, like I always take him if I'm if I have a top three pick and Ovechkin's available, I always take him. And I honestly, yeah. I would take him number one this year if I have the first overall pick because not yeah. only does he put up like a crazy amount of goals and assists but he also if you're in a league where you get fantasy points for shots hits he's your guy oh, shots this too, guy yeah. takes freaking a thousand like shots a year shots a, yeah 300 shots a season i think he averages probably something crazy like that players yeah. and he like usually is number one in shots taken by far by like at least 20 or 30 shots yeah. um and and hits like he's he's actually a very physical forward as well yes. yeah uh so you'll get points from hits too if if uh, you're in a league that has uh, points set up that way. So that's why I would. Even even his fellow Russian uh, Kucherov is a pretty good pick too. You can't go wrong yeah. there. Uh, gets Kucherov's like pure points. Yeah. I don't know though. Like, I don't think he's, he's not going to have an outstanding season like he did this year. He'll still have, I'm assuming he's still going to be great. 
but I don't I wouldn't take him number one. Like he's kind of it's like a high risk, high reward kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you really think he's gonna put up 130 points again? Probably no, not. But he's gonna put no. up 100. He's gonna put up. I think the, he's gonna put up 100. Yeah, probably he's gonna put up three digits. But I don't know. I just like Ovechkin. Like I said, shots he's all around hits, good, man. All yeah, he does it all basically. Besides faceoffs, which he doesn't take because again, he's he's a winger. Uh, yeah, he's a winger, right? So. Imagine if he was a center. This guy would be. Oh my god! The Wayne Gretzky of fantasy <laughs> hockey, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's also got the cereal going, so I mean, that's good. That's a motivation. O- OVOs, baby. OVOs. That sounds like freaking Drake. Yeah, no. I saw. Did you see him walk into? I don't know <laughs> the where kids this. Had no idea who he was. Yeah, you saw that, right? Yeah, that, that was, was like... embarrassing. Let's explain for the listeners because <laughs> I don't know if everyone's seen this video or not. Um, oh. Alex Ovechkin, you may or may not know. You probably know by now, especially if you follow us on Twitter. Alex Ovechkin has his own cereal called Ovios. They're basically Cheerios. Like, um, but he was like kind of like, I don't know if he was like touring or something, but he visited this elementary school and had his Ovios in his hand or whatever. And had like a bunch of like free cereal boxes for all the kids. Walks into this classroom and he's like, "Hey, everybody, you want some Ovios?" And every every single kid in the classroom is just sitting there staring at him, and they have no clue who the like, hell he the is. Hell is it, it, it was like awkward silence, and the video just ends right there. It was hilarious. <laughs> that was so bad, man. He probably's like, "Fuck the NHL." I saw someone uh, comment. I don't know if I don't know if it was a comment or if someone tweeted it, like tweeted the video, but their uh caption was like oh this must be a, a school in pittsburgh or something like that uh, yeah, i thought that yeah, was pretty I funny <laughs> i think spade and chicklets really got that to life mm-hmm. too uh one of the best players in nhl history and no idea and people watched <laughs> no, it have no idea who he is and uh a few more people actually don't know who nhl players is uh you capper <laughs> breakdown sports employee has no idea who any nhl players are yet he, he bets on them yeah. Come on, you capper, man. Like, you don't know one player. Like, not even Connor McDavid or Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby. He's been in the league for 15 years. You can't even name him. Like, come on. Hey, yeah, let's get back on topic here. We went off topic. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about fantasy mm-hmm. hockey, who we would take number one. Yeah. I say Ovechkin. Joe, you say Ovechkin or McDavid. Thomas, who'd you say? Yeah, McDavid, Kucherov, Ovechkin's not bad. I, yeah. I mean, those are all great picks, I think. Yeah, Let's talk pick. about sleepers now. So, sleepers. some sleepers here. So, the first one we got here listed is a young Dallas Stars defender who is not John Klinberg. It's a Finnish uh, hero, Miro Heiskanen. He is so damn good. He had a very solid year last year. He, I think he almost led the team in ice time last year as a rookie, which is insane. And you put up Polak. Yeah, Polak. Polak weighs as much as my damn house. <laughs> and the guys, and you have to have Heiskin and bailing him out all the time because he's so damn slow. Yeah. Heiskin is so good. He had a good year last year. Was honestly got some uh, nods for rookie of the year, but obviously he didn't win it. Mm-hmm. So I think he's just going to, unless he has a sophomore slump, which I don't see because he's in a good situation in Dallas. Basically, the number two defenseman behind Klingberg. I think he's just going to take off as an offensive defenseman and just rack up maybe like 50 points this year. I could see from him. Nico Heischer, New Jersey, is a pretty good pick as well for a sleeper if you are, need some centerman. Uh, Even Capo Caco, man. Yeah, I mean, but rookies, I mean, rookies, it's more obvious. Like, you're you're going to take either Jack Hughes, Capo Caco, or whatever That's rookie's going to come yeah. in the league. Yeah, but they're not really like, sleepers, I guess. With, yeah. with a guy like Heischer, I mean, he's not a big sleeper but he's a sleeper in the sense that like he's going to be getting a lot of points on that power play with new jersey or new jersey yeah new jersey loaded up big time exactly the people around are going to make him a lot better as a player and he's already good and he is going into a contract year Mm because he's an rfa so watch out for nico he sure i got my first one it's not he's not really a sleeper like he's a well-known player in the nhl and he had an amazing year last year but i think dylan larkin is going to have an outstanding season this year uh, I'm going to be looking to target him in my fantasy leagues probably. He had a career-high 73 points last year, and he played the lowest amount of games <laughs> he's ever played in the NHL. Uh, he put up 73 points in 76 games. Uh, he had 32 goals, 41 assists. I think, though, I'm going to be targeting a lot of the Red Wings players, like Tyler Bertuzzi, probably Anthony Mantha too. 
um, because I think that their first line there could do some damage. If you look at today's NHL, the game is so pacey, and it's hard for oh well, I want to say it's harder for older guys to keep up, like Pat Patty Marlowe in the playoffs. That was kind of obvious this year Jeez. for Leafs fans. Um, anyways, but I think just with how pacey the NHL is in today's uh like like how the game getting played today, I think this line is going to do damage this year, even though the Red Wings probably won't be. One of the better teams in the NHL. I still think fantasy hockey-wise, I'm targeting yeah. Larkin, who's super fast, Anthony Mantha, Tyler Bertuzzi. Those are three guys, I think, that could have a break. Yeah, they were good at the end of last year as well as a line. Uh, that's not, that's a good sleeper as well. Uh, you got any more, Joe? Yeah, I think, well, the Ducks were absolutely embarrassing last year because Randy Carlisle was coaching, and he's just, you know, he's just okay. He's not a very good coach sometimes. He's just okay. Like James Reimer in Detroit. Yeah. Just okay. But then we here we got Andre Cash, who's a seventh round pick in twenty fourteen, who is a pretty good player as he is today. But with Corey Perry going to the stars, I think Getzloff needs a new running mate to get him and Raquel going back up again. So I think Cash could be a sleeper as he's playing with a pass friendly center in Getzloff. And Cache is a known goal scorer. Uh, so far in his time in the league. So if he can uh, capitalize on some of Getzloff's uh, beautiful passes, you could probably see him scoring 20 goals this year. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 20, 25 goals playing on that first line, most likely with him, Getzloff, and Raquel. Anyone else got any others? Uh, I do. Thomas, you haven't said any, have you? You go, go next, Thomas. Thomas, are you still with us? He's MIA. All right, we're just going to go to the next one here. Uh, so we got uh, Matt Dumba here. So Dumba is basically regarded as Minnesota's number one D now, even though Suter still eats up all the ice time for that team. Dumba is the one that gets a lot of the points, and he's always involved in the offense. So I could see him getting like 50 to 60 points this year because Suter is getting older. He is very reliable, Suter. But I think he's they're trying to give the reins over to Dumba to kind of lead the team in ice time and just lead the team kind of on the back end, and then Suter will be mentoring him more as he takes a little bit of a backseat compared to all the ice time he used to eat. So I think Dumba could break out for like 50 to 60 points roughly if he stays healthy. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to think who... I never wrote any of my sleepers down. Thomas, are you with us? Yeah, sorry, I was just holding out like Mitch Marner. Uh... Okay. okay. <laughs> Man, Thomas, you got any sleepers for us or what? No, there's a bit of noise in the background, but I, it's gone now. Uh, I guess, did you say Galchenyuk yet? No. no. Galchenyuk could be one. I mean, he's on going to be on the line probably with Crosby or Malkin, so it's a pretty good pick if you want to pick him. Uh, replacement for Kessel. Obviously, Malkin was surrounded with the rumors that him and Phil Kessel did not get along, even though Phil Kessel is one of the best shooters in the National Hockey League. I found that so surprising. It seemed like they got along so yeah, well like when they won the Cups and stuff like that. Like I just find that so like bizarre. Even Anyways. I'm thinking like a guy like maybe Dylan Strong could even be a sleeper this year. He's he kind of had a shitty year last year, uh, but he plays with Patrick Kane, obviously. So I mean, there's potential for points there. And then uh, one guy then, who Thomas should mention because he had him last year. I think Thomas should mention him. Vinny Trocheck. I mean, yeah, guy had 34 points last year. Injured season, kind of broke his leg. Uh, <laughs> kind of broke his leg. No big deal. Yeah, I took him in the fifth round last year as I was hoping he would get like a 60-point year. Good face-off guy. He's an amazing face-off guy. And this year he's going to be with a great Florida Panthers team. I think they're going to do some damage in the East. So Vinny Trocek's one sleeper you can do. Uh, he's going to be on the power play. He has a good face-off ratio, and uh, he could pot it in some points. So keep out for Vinny Trocek on your uh, Yahoo fantasy lineup. Yeah, I do like that one, actually. I'm a big fan of those Florida boys. I like Jonathan Huberto a lot. Barkov. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hoffman's yeah. probably going to be playing with Trocek, so you could stack them, too. Look at stacking them. Yeah. Uh, getting some points that way. It's not a bad strategy at all. What about goalies? You guys have any sleeper goalies? Last year, I lucked out, man. I had... um. Oh, I'm trying to think the goalies that I had. We had Lundqvist. I mean, I had well Lundqvist. <laughs> oh my God, man! I remember at the end of the season, 
he had 499 career NHL wins for Dude, like that is the last 15 line. games that he started. And he never hit every single week. We're like, yeah, he's probably going to hit the 500 mark this week. Yeah, he'll probably do it this week. Oh, no, he didn't do it this week, but he'll probably do it this week. And the end of the season came, and he didn't hit 500 career wins, man. Dude, remember on the back-to-back? Georg yeah. played the first game. We were like, yeah, he's playing against the Leafs. Nope. Georg gets yeah. it again. <laughs> yeah. That's embarrassing. I remember that. Oh, my God. Um, okay, anyways, what the goalie. hell are we talking about? Sleeper, sleeper goalie. goalies. I have a good one, but, again, this is if you can handle it. Carter Hart in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, I like Carter Hart, but I don't know how good Philadelphia is going to be. Yeah, that's, that's a thing, that. yeah. Right? But like, like there's potential. There's potential. Yeah, potential, sure. yeah. Philip Grubauer in Colorado's one. Colorado's going to be pretty damn good. Yeah, that's another one. Uh, I've been lucky with goalies, eh? Like, now that I'm thinking, um, like, I was going to say, before we started talking about this, I was going to say I had this past season, I had Robert Leonard as one of my goalies. I think yeah. I picked him up off free agency, actually. Uh, and then the year before that, remember when Craig Anderson? Oh, my uh, God. Remember they made the playoffs when he, uh, centers or whatever? Yeah. Remember when he, like, had that hot streak in, like, December and yeah. January? Like, I don't remember. He, he got me a lot of fantasy points, put it that way. So, I've been lucky with, like, low-key goalies that kind of break out the last few mm-hmm. uh, fantasy hockey seasons. Uh, what do you think? What do you think about Robin Leonard this year, coming off a hot season I, on the Blackhawks? This it's a weird one. I mean, he's going to be going into a starter role because I don't think Corey Crawford's good enough to be a starter in the league. And with Robin Leonard, he I wouldn't say he had a lucky year last year, but he overachieved a lot. Mm-hmm. And stepping into Chicago, an original six team, is going to be hard for Robin Leonard, especially you know all the pressure on him to be good and stuff. He's on another one-year contract, so another prove-it year, but I, I don't know if he can handle it, but we'll see with Chicago. They're not going to be very good. They added a lot of defense pieces. I don't think it's enough to help Robin Leonard out, but we'll see. All right, so do you want to head over to the bus category? Because yeah, I got one, sure, one yeah. goalie who I think would be a massive <laughs> bus this year. We already discussed the Jets. He is the Jets starting goalie, Connor Hellebuck. Like we said before already, they already lost two top four defensemen. Or I guess Myers was their fifth or sixth. But like, anyways, they only have Bufflin as their only good like right shot D-man on that blue line. So already they're at a major disadvantage. You're going to be relying on like guys making league minimum and like rookies basically to hold the forward on the back end. And I just think Hellebuck, he kind of had an up and down year last year. Got the wins, but his... Numbers weren't very good. So I just think if you think the Jets will be as good as they were last year, I don't think they will be. I think Hellbuck's going to struggle. Again, I could be wrong, but he just has bus written all over for on him, I think. And it, it has to do with not even his fault either. Like, man, that decor with Morrissey and Bufflin and I guess throw Sammy Niku into the mix, it's not going to be good in Winnipeg to start the year, man. No. Yeah, sure. Another guy that's on our list here is the aging Joe Pavelski. Uh, he, I mean, in San Jose, he was a great hockey player. He just got traded to the Dallas Stars this season. Uh, he's going to be playing a second-line role there, I believe. He'll be centering Rupe Heinz, probably, and Dennis uh, Gurianov. I don't even know how the hell he pronounced his name. No, uh, but he, this guy's getting older, man. Like he, I think he's just... He has bus written all over him, I think. He's in a new situation. He's never played on any other NHL team other than the San Jose Sharks and his, um, like, his whatever, like, 23-year NHL career. I don't even know how many seasons he's played, but he's 35 years old. I think he has bus written all over him. Yeah, his shooting percentage was, like, 20%, which is extremely high because I think his career average is around 12. So he had 38 goals last year, which is amazing. But if he regresses to his normal, that's like twenty five. Yeah, I think yeah, roughly. I think he does twenty five. Yeah, which again is still solid, oh, but it's yeah. not almost forty goals when you're thirty five. Yeah, like, he's also in a new situation, like Flager said, with the stars. So who knows how he's gonna gel right away? If he gels right away, he could have a season or half a season to adjust. So we have him listed as our bust category here. Another another guy. Uh on our list. Zach Brise is getting older. 
uh, had like I think what you said sixty one points, Joe. When we were, yep. So, which is good, but again, he's getting all the wild. I have no clue what the hell they're doing. I, yeah, I don't know who they are. Like I don't know what to do with. They them. have no identity. They just have a bunch of thirty two to thirty six year olds, and then like a bunch of twenty three year olds, and they're like, go play hockey. They also have seven point five Jared Spurgeon on their team. So yeah, who is thirty, which is embarrassing. <laughs> Lock yeah baby what i do like i can't wait for players being absolutely retarded and causing me not to watch hockey and me getting even more pissed at the league but anyways uh feel like you got any more or no uh i'm i'm personally not i'm not gonna name any individual players but i'm personally okay. gonna be staying away from new york islanders players this year yeah. Uh, just because I don't think I think they kind of had a Cinderella story this past season, um, making it to the second round and everything and all that jazz, um, and I mean obviously Robin Leonard kind of was a big part of that, but I like guys like Barzell, Barzell's Rock a good guy Nelson, though. To yeah, but I'm I'm not gonna be taking them. Like they're not my first pick. Oh, you know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna be targeting them. If yeah, they're available yeah. in like the later rounds, uh, even like like rounds like seven and That's after, even too early, yeah, like like even like yeah, maybe I'll I'll consider it, but I just don't. I I really yeah. think like Islanders players are gonna be a bust this year. I think That's what I feel. It's just it's more of a gut feeling than a knowledge the thing. With thing but... Barzell is that for fantasy wise, anyways, if your league counts face offs, he is fucking brutal and then i had him last year for for a few months and he like he'd get like one assist and he'd finish with like 0.5 because he (laughs) lost like 15 face-offs and won like five i'm like what the hell that was one (laughs) thing i was gonna say about him i remember there was one night joe i think you might have been playing me and he he got like a goal assist but he lost every single face-off and i'm pretty sure he only got like one fantasy point or something like that something like that like it's embarrassing (laughs) like that's that could win you a week or lose you a week and yeah. Barzell's not gonna be a guy you're gonna trust do they we also get... have Varlamov who I don't know what the hell is gonna go on with that guy do we get points for plus minus in our league or we no? do not and that's the thing no. that I was gonna say like I don't feel that uh, actually the I guess the Islanders... plus minus is with adding plus minus it kind of decreases players that are good point production players yeah like a guy like Matthews who was a minus last year like it's gonna decrease him so I, I don't want a player like that to be decreased in that sense. Yeah. I never actually thought of that. I was just wondering. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. I think it's better that you don't get points for plus minus anyways. Because uh, then R- Rasmus or Shaline would be a free agent every, the whole year. <laughs> minus 30 last year or something like that. Yeah, you're right. Already on the trading block for the Buffalo Sabres. Man, the Buffalo Sabres. Oh, shit. Yo, I got a good bust, actually. Okay, go see This it. just kind of popped into my head. Zdeno Chara. <laughs> Stay away from him. He is not a point. He gets drafted. <laughs> yeah, he'll be a free agent for sure. But like, because he's a number on the number one pairing still, uh, <laughs> people could consider him. You never know. I would never draft him at all. Stay away from him. He's not a point productive defenseman at all. He's old. He's kind of. I think he's just uh, there for the legacy. Like, yeah. Realistically, I mean the probably, guys. Yeah. The guy's legs are massive. The guy's injured his jaw. I don't even think he's starting the year, to be honest. I don't think so. Heard in the news and stuff no? from articles. Yeah, I don't think he's starting the year because of the jaw injury still. Yeah. I'll tell you, he's Anyways, tough as nails, but... Stay away from him. Like, don't draft him. Okay, another player who won the Norris last year, who I don't... I wouldn't consider him a bust, but... Yeah, but... In I don't know. Purposes, yeah, I'm surprised that you have him on this list. For fantasy purposes, he is not going to get fucking 75 points this year. So don't draft him in, like, the top 20. You expect yeah. him to get, like, 75 points. That's, that's why he's on the bus side for me. Expect him to be, like, around 50 or so points, 50 to 60. Yeah. What you're saying is don't draft him high, but he's still going to get drafted. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's not a stupid pick to Mark Giordano. Like, he's going to be the number one defenseman on Calgary. Don't get me wrong, but he's... Don't draft him high because he won the Norris. Like, he's going to regress. Yeah, and another thing that I want to mention, too, uh, like, while we're kind of on this topic, do not increase value of any players that have gotten traded this offseason. Like, 
for example, a guy like P.K. Subban mm-hmm. or like, I mean, Joe Pavelski, he's on our bus list, but do not increase any player's value just because they got traded to a new team. That doesn't mean that they became like a better hockey player at all. It doesn't mean they're going to be automatically producing more points. Like just don't, don't like value players higher than they actually are. You know what I mean? Yep. Even another example kind of like that is Panarin going to the Rangers. Like, mm-hmm. Panarin was surrounded by pretty good players in Columbus, and the Rangers are rebuilding clearly. So he's I don't think he's around the same talent. He doesn't have Atkinson, Dubois, you know, Duchesne, all those guys that he had at the end of last season. So even he's a he's not obviously not a bust at all. No. But, like, <laughs> just don't expect Don't increase their value. That's what we're saying. Do not increase their value. Yeah. Keep their value the same as you would have if they didn't get traded, basically, mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, for sure. Other right. guys who you kind of could increase your value on, some guys will just list off right now. Uh, will Nye the Science Guy, William Nylander, change his number, yeah. I don't know, freaking five times. In Thinks he's Patrick career. Kane, for God's sake. Yeah, Eric Lindros, I don't know what the guy's doing. But again, you can't have a worse season than this last year. So <laughs> pick Nylander a bit higher than this year he should have a bounce back for sure i'm thinking i'm even thinking the the la first line like kopitar uh to foley and dustin brown maybe they could have a better season freaking kopitar only had 60 points in 81 games it's not it's not like terrible but the season before that he had like 92 points in 82 games uh he Mm -hmm. had a 70 plus point a few 70 plus point seasons um in the past as well so I think he could have a, a better year than he did last year. Yeah, for sure. Or you could always consider yeah, that too, so right? Too. Like, who did they get in this year's draft, the fifth overall? Turcotte. Turcotte. I think yeah. he's going to play this year for sure because they have literally no one else playing like second and third line center. I mean, they have Jeff Carter, but he's like a fossil at this point. Well, he's he's on the slopes as well. So Yeah, he's on the slopes. He's aging. <laughs> yeah. The guy just wants to hit the retirement homes in the coast of LA. Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. But I think him on the power play, I think he's going to play with Kopitar. Kopitar's not a 60-point guy. He is kind of getting up there in age two. He's 32. But he's still an elite centerman. I would take him on my team for sure. Yeah. And he's, so good he's really good at face-offs. Yeah. I was yeah. just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good at face-offs if you get points for uh, for face-offs in your league. Yeah. Uh, the real deal? Back. Yeah, the real deal who will not score seven goals, Neil. Oh, like, man. <laughs> that Straight up for Lucic. Yeah. You can't get much worse than getting traded for Milan Lucic. But even like, like his season, like you can't. Wait, are you saying that he's gonna be a? You're saying that he's gonna be a bust, or you're saying that he's gonna have a better. He'll bounce back, but not bounce. Uh, yeah. He won't bounce back extremely. He yeah. just. I can't see get him worse. getting. Yeah, I can see him getting 15 goals, 20 goals. If he plays with McDavid, I mean, please. They had Lucic. He couldn't <laughs> do anything. Just someone, just hold your damn stick on the ice and like, <laughs> go around God. the whole team and pass it to you. And tap it in. Just. Just put your stick on the damn ice, and McDavid will do the rest. Yeah, honestly. Did we did we talk about Clayton Keller yet, or no? No, we didn't. No. Well, he's got Phil the thrill there in Arizona now. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, see the thing about the Coyotes is they don't really have a number one center right now. I know that's yeah, like. So, yeah. I'm assuming that their number one line is going to be Clayton Keller, Derek Stepan probably, or Schmaltz, and Phil Kessel on the right wing. Yeah, that's a Clayton yeah. Keller though could have a he could have a nice little breakout season. I think on the power play too, he'll be better. Like he just got paid. Obviously, he's not an RFA till next season, but he's like he got paid. Doesn't have to worry about going into having a big year. He's got Kessel there now. Kessel could pass and shoot, so he's very versatile. It could help Keller out getting points on the power play. I don't know how many points the Arizona Coyotes were off from making the playoffs, but they weren't far. Yeah, and they were pretty close. They have with good talent. Clayton there. Keller having a not so good year. Imagine he does have a good year in that last year, man. Like well, 2017-2018, man, his like technically that was his rookie season. He put up sixty five points. That's pretty good, man. Yeah. Like people can't sleep on him at all. No. There is some good um, talent though there. Yeah, they're There's definitely rising. Right now. You have yeah, Ekman Larson and Jason Demers, I guess, is on that number yeah, one pairing. Chickering. Chickering, yeah. Uh, Joel Marson. Joel Marson is kind of aging, I guess. Yeah. I mean, not, they do... not, not fantasy guys, but... Yeah. They're solid not... guys, yeah. Yeah, they have, like, 
Well, Ekman Larson is a fantasy player for sure that I would. Oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent. But... but if you have plus minus, <laughs> don't yeah, no, don't yeah. try and pick him high, please. You're yeah. right about that. But yeah, yeah, I would say Clayton Keller. Okay, we got a couple more here. We got Stanley Cup champion Jaden Schwartz. He had a terrible regular season last year compared to his standards, but he really he was injured too, so that had a lot to do with his horrid production. Yeah. But in the playoffs, he he was one of their best players. He, I think, well, how many goals did he have? 12? 12, yeah. He almost beat the Bobby Hill record or Brett Hull record at 14. Yeah, for St. Louis, yeah. So he, like, turned it on in the playoffs. He's obviously still a really good player. just had a bad regular yeah. season. Mm-hmm. So he is definitely a bounce-back candidate. The Blues won the Cup. Uh, they have no worries now. They finally have their first Cup in franchise history. They can just go and play hockey, try to repeat if they can. So I think Schwartz is going to be a big part in helping them if they can repeat. Also in Anaheim, uh, Ricard Raquel. <sighs> See, I don't like this terrible. one. Well, uh, why? Like, just because he has no one to play with, dude. Like he has Getzlaff though. Getzlaff is shit. He's a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, he but is. he was bald at sixteen. Give him a break. <laughs> but he's still <laughs> old as shit. He's thirty-four. He's actually, that's okay. not that old, but like. But again, like. I don't know. This but like, list... get 40 points, Raquel. Like, I think you can do better than that. Get yeah, like that's not like, Yeah, okay, before. okay. Yeah, if that's what. Yeah, no, you're right. I guess. Yeah, I did have like, a shitty season. So. This list should be called Can't Get Much Worse as Last Season. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like, basically. You can't get much worse, Ricard Raquel. Dude, you're so good as a player. He I, is. Really I had good. him two years ago, and Joe had the beneficiary of having him this year. So he would know. Uh, how slow I drafted of... him expecting him to be like 70 well, yeah. points, 30 goals, and he got like 40 points and like less than 20. And I was like, what the hell? But and he was with... injured for a few games. But Yeah, now with Eves uh, missing the whole season, Kessler missing the Kessler. whole season, they're yeah, going to the have Ducks to fill... will be absolute ass. <laughs> so Raquel's yeah. just going to carry the team. They're going to have to fill voids with a lot of young players like Sam Steele, Max Jones, Maxime Comtois. Comtois yeah. uh, they're going to be a really fast team, the Ducks. Yep, yeah. he's there. Also, I kind of want to. I don't know if this is a sleeper. Maybe John Gibson. I know he's known as a goal in the league, but John Gibson's save percentage is really damn good on a terrible Ducks doesn't team. He, and doesn't he have the best save percentage? I think the so. last five seasons or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Man, he's so young still too. And he's on that contract. I think he signed two summers ago. Yeah, he is. I, he's really good. I wouldn't say he's a sleeper, but like if you're looking as an extra goalie, because the Ducks aren't going to be good. I mean, he's not going to get a lot of wins, but. If you tally up save percentage and saves, dude, this guy's going to be really good for your fantasy team. Yeah. Anything Anyone else? I'm trying to think of a goalie for a bounce back season. <laughs> what about, what do you guys think of like Corey Schneider or some someone like that? Oh, the guy that Kenzie had like Black three would... wins in two years? <laughs> well, like, could potentially have a bounce back season. Right? Like, oh yeah, I think he can too. Especially they find they added Subban on the decor who will help a lot because their decor is equivalent to AHL. So if Schneider could make a couple saves and get some wins, <laughs> saves league average, bro. Like I know he has like I think six or seven wins since 2017, which I don't even know what to say to that. Again, yeah, I'm gonna look it up. But can't McKenzie get much Black worse. Also, yeah. So I think actually that is a good bounce back candidate. New Jersey really added a lot of pieces. They got a lot better for sure. Last year was embarrassing considering they made the playoffs the year before. I think Schneider, since I still think they're gonna use him as a number one. Yeah, they have unless to, he I mean. falter unless he falters. They'll throw Blackwood in there. Yeah. But he's... Schneider could be a bounce back. He still has the capabilities, I think. At least one more good season out of him, man. Like, yeah, he he's in his thirties as well. So, dude, you got to be. There's a lot of pressure on Corey Schneider because they yeah. had, Ray Shiro did everything in front of him better. Like they he, they got better, extremely better offensively and defensively. You had PK Subban, that's already an improvement, and mm-hmm. you just have to stop the puck, man. Like that's you all have you gotta Jack do. Hughes, Nikita Gusev, Wayne Lock- Simmons. And then you yeah. have Taylor Hall back healthy. So. Even if he's league average, just just put, stop the puck, dude. Yeah, get some wins, man. Like, oh my god. Anything else, like I know you're searching something up, but uh, no, I'm just again, I'm just trying to think of goalies for bounce back seasons. 
I think that we had a, a good episode though, I think, today. Yeah, very, very, very casual. That's what we want going forward. Like the overdrive crew, Hayes, Noodles, and the O Dog. We want yes, that. Yes. We're going to carry this <laughs> sort of format for the rest of our episodes. No, it's not going to be as formulaic anymore and boring. Yeah, we want to replicate their awesome show they have on TSN 1050. So, Which is Canadian. So probably no one listens, but. <laughs> they're the number one radio show in canada that's all i care about 100 oh, so that's all y'all should we Dan mention Patrick, get out of here <laughs> should we mention our little guest that we could be getting no on the show? No. no i, I don't want I don't... to because I, I i don't want to jinx it yeah don't okay tease it. uh yeah. he by the way guys he hasn't responded yet so oh, that's great uh, that's fantastic but I'm assuming it's because this guy's DMs are probably loaded, so. Yeah. Anyways, well, would, that's we, it for we, today or what? Yeah, that's it. But yeah. um, Matthew Zadery could get on before the season starts. I know there's a lot of drama going on in Canucks land. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he actually changed can we talk name. about Brock Besser today? No, we no, didn't. But I mean, signed. We could say that he is being greasy and being cheap, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, again, that's all the RFA storylines being oh, holding out, and it's the best. Like Rantanen, man, what the hell is he getting? Oh, Rantanen. Well, you could argue he's better than Marner. You could, but he had less points. But, he had more uh, goals. They're which about is, the same. Like point uh, is okay. Did you guys hear about Brain Point? What? Yes, I saw that. Offer. This is that atrocious. Was the, that was what? The best I've seen. No, I didn't. So. I didn't Tampa Bay, their new GM, I think is Julianne Brigeois? Yeah, Brigeois, yeah. Something Brigeois. Anyways, this guy is a clown for even offering this to Brain Point. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Lightning offered Brain and Point $5.7 million. 5.7. For how many years? Like six, right? I, I don't care. If you have the number 5.7 in there, dude, what are you doing? He's not worth 5.7. He's worth at least... The total contract could be worth 57.5. <laughs> yeah, but... For like five years. <laughs> Man, what is he... Like, why is Isn't that Isn't that, though, offer? because they don't have cap space, though? They have cap. I think they have under 10 million. So, yeah, they do have enough. Yeah, let me check on that right now. What he wants. You're positive. Because that's what... I, that's that's the only eight, thing eight that I can four. think of. Yeah, oh, 8.4, which is solid. Yeah, right. that's what I mean. That's the only thing I could think. Like, that's the only reasoning that I could think of why he would offer that little. You just send some loser down to the AHL, free up a million bucks. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Just get the him thing that's so weird about I don't know. that. I, I just don't get the offer. It's stupid. It's stupid. The offer is really bad. But again. And that was their latest offer, too, from the team. Yeah. It wasn't like months ago. This was like the latest offer. <laughs> so they're nowhere close on a contract, which sucks because I want to see Braden Point in their lineup. And they have That's a really good, good chance man. of winning the cup. But next year, you have Vashlevsky's contract kicking in. You have Sorelli as a free, uh, RFA. Patrick Maroon's going to leave next season. I don't think they can afford him again on that no. cheap deal. Ma- uh, Matthew Joseph. And they're half their defense scores of a UFA. So Sergeyev, RFA. It's, exactly. So it's it's going to be exciting to see this Tampa Bay team this year, especially with all the contracts coming up next year. They need to win this year. This yeah. is probably. I wouldn't say the last year of competing, but not a of competing, team that's good. but yeah, this is probably Dude. the best team they're going to have. Yeah, on paper, it's really damn good. Yeah. So yeah, well, Julian Brigeois, absolute beauty. <laughs> trying to get Absolutely like that's like dumb. something you would do in nhl like nhl ea sports nhl like that's something yeah, yeah like as a joke yeah a joke <laughs> or you know you know when you put you know when you put the settings on uh like Easy so or... any any offer <laughs> or like trade that you make like if you make a trade for like Sidney crosby and like you trade <laughs> away like i don't know a guy like patrick maroon or someone like that like and then the, the trade gets automatically accepted that's like an offer that's you would like make for that for that reason yeah, but it again, it's a tough time for all these RFAs. They want their money. The GMs obviously do not want to pay them this much because you have to hit the cap, and it's tough time in the NHL for a lot of money sakes and lockouts. It's definitely coming. We'll see a lockout for sure. A, like yeah. a legit lockout where players are going to be greedy motherfuckers. Yep. <laughs> well, that, that's um, harsh, but... <laughs> yeah, well, you get what I'm saying. I get what you're saying. Uh, 
Again, have we you guys played the new NHL words. yet? Sorry, before I, we. I, no, I'm not. Before we sign off, do you have it yet or no? No, I do not plan on getting or buying or wasting my money on that game. Why not? Until they add Frostbite, which is the engine that gets all the faces, all the dynamic player looks, player arenas, whatever things. Engine, until they, animations. Yeah. yeah, until they get that, then I will buy the game day one. But until then, I will most likely get it for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. that's usually, I get it for Christmas usually too. Unless it goes on sale anytime soon, which probably won't happen. <laughs> no, it just but, came out yesterday. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. no. All like, right. Yeah, anyways, yeah I don't plan we, we talked a lot today. I just realized how much we did. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe another discussion. Maybe just like thirty seconds. The stashies, Austin stashies. What do you guys think? Put him in Narcos. He looks right like now, Pablo man. Escobar. Man. <laughs> we got Pablo Escobar on the Toronto Maple Leafs now. God, put him in a cameo man. and then just make him say a few like Spanish words and he'll fit right in. Dude, this guy is such a beauty. Like he does. He just, oh, yo, he did just you see that? Sorry, this is well. It's about Austin Matthews still, but did you see the the little leak of the sea on Austin? Yeah, Matthews I, I saw that. The NHL. Uh, I, I don't know if it's real, but it looked pretty That's damn real so to bad. me. That's all I could say. At the end of the day, I really don't care if Austin Matthews becomes captain or not. I don't care if at least name a captain. I just want to see them get past the first round. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> you're not wrong there, dude. Like. I don't care if they name anyone captain. Just get past the first round. If that, if you name a captain and we get past the first round, I don't think that was the main issue of having a captain just to lead you past the first round, but it would help. I mean, at least yeah. you have someone who's a designated leader. And if it's Matthews, Riley, Tavares, whatever. I, I think just, it would just either names. be Riley or Tavares, to be honest. I don't know. It seems Matthews has been picking up the past few days with all the questions he's been asked and... But he's still young, I, though. That's I don't why. think this is a guy who's going to get crack under pressure, especially with a stash like that, dude. <laughs> Give him the C. All right, any yeah. last words good from you guys? Yeah, uh, check out uh, breakdownsports.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thomas, you know. no, you, you actually, though, you released our little uh, our hockey rankings or whatever, like the player rankings, right? Yeah, top, top 50 articles. 50. Yeah, they're what, coming out weekly. What are we on right now? We're on. We're to, 30 to 21. 30 to 21 now? Yeah, so keep an eye out for those. <laughs> yep. Because that's interesting. Uh, there's a shit ton of NFL content oh, too, man. Oh, God. Lots of NFL content. Actually, I do want to brag. I, yeah, lots of college football too. I want to brag a little. Last week, primetime mm-hmm. football, I contributed to um, the DFS section of an NFL article between the, the Steelers and uh, the, the Patriots. Um, and I predicted that Tom Brady, um, Josh Gordon, and uh, Julian Edelman were three guys that you had to take in DFS for the primetime slate. And they all went mm-hmm. off. And I also Ooh. predicted that bus in that game would be Big Ben. And I, it might have only been Big Ben. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Anyways, Big Ben, man, had one of the worst games I've ever fucking seen him play. So I just want to brag a little, a little bit about that. Um, Big Ben didn't throw for a touchdown, didn't rush for a touchdown, didn't do shit. He did throw for over 300 yards, but uh, my predictions were pretty spot on. So keep an eye out for our primetime uh, NFL content coming out this weekend too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe, you have any last words? Um, just keep checking out our content. Like us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Follow us, please. We got good content coming out. We released, I think, a shit ton of articles yesterday. Yeah, seven. I think, yeah, something about seven, seven articles. Yeah, seven yeah. articles yesterday. We got tons of new content. Got to check us out. I'm working on one right now for baseball. It's kind of like a parody. It is funny a little bit, I would say, but it is insightful, and it's about the wild card race in the MLB. So please check that out once it's released. Yep. Uh. Yeah, I don't. I don't we're know what's have, worse. We're gonna have YouTube content coming out soon too. I know uh, our team's trying to get a a roll on with that with video content. So yeah, that's pretty awesome. I think we just hired two guys or whatever, two two digital editors or graphics editors or something like that. 
Something like that. No, no, we're we're searching. That's another thing, actually. We're searching for yeah uh, people to join our graphic design team if you're interested. Anyways, let's cut it. Let's cut it, man, because we are friggin' we've been talking for a long time today. Yep. All right, uh, that wraps up episode number 30. 70 more. 70 more. Till 100. 70 more. I got it right this time. Uh, N10 with me, Thomas Vesio, alongside Andrew Flager and Joseph Russo. Stay tuned for next week. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but just stay tuned and we'll uh, release content weekly. Thank you very much.